What's up, hoes? Hey, it's basic, basic snitches. snitches. This is episode 18, and today we're not reading shit. <laughs> we're done, we don't read anymore. We actually got through the entire first book. We did a thing, yay us. We actually committed to it. So today we have a very special episode. We're going to do a book wrap up. Mm-hmm. The best thing about this episode is that we have a special guest. <laughs> yay! We yay! have a special guest. You may hear some... Noises in the background, similar to some of our episodes previously this season. Because we're back at Natalie's house with Bart and Betty and Bailey. Big, big Bailey, yeah. And Natalie! Oh, I'm here this time! I'm not away! Yay! <laughs> Natalie is our first official special guest on this podcast. Ooh, not like oh, a, oh the, like the pets were unofficial? Yeah, and I Alexa, see. Bailey said that she was in episode time. six. Is that accurate? Yeah. 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 We were talking about it this afternoon, and she said, Mama was in episode six. <laughs> <laughs> She said she was famous, too, didn't she? I guess introduce yourself a little bit. Okay. I'm Natalie Zenchek, and I have known Tara since... 2014 when we did Hairspray together. She got to play Tracy and I got to play Tracy's understudy, which was like so cool. And it was a terrible experience, but I got Tara out of it. So I'm not complaining. The best part of that. Yes, exactly. And, And she's been stuck with me ever since. It's been wonderful. Yes. She's part of my little family. And now I've known... Adam, how long have I known you now? Like two years? Uh, yeah, two years. Two, two years. years ago, we did Hairspray. And I played Tracy. And <laughs> so I love that. And I walked out of that performance. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was just so offended. <laughs> she was well, so jealous. <laughs> Adam did not shame for that. And that's... Yeah, there was a riot. Right. It was, was terrible. I was really upset. Yeah, was like, it was bad. Why it was would, bad. Why would you ever think you could be a better... Tracy turned right than me. Right, there 30. was a big huff. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a lot it was, there. It's probably been more than that now because we've done caroling now for oh a fuck few years. yeah you're right. So yeah. it might be more like three or four. It's been a long it's time. I've known, I've known you basic snitches for a long time. Yes. Hell yeah. Natalie and Adam are birthday buddies. Oh, oh three yes. we're November babies. Yes, that's I'm right. Twenty sixth. I'm the twenty fifth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was born in June. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's about us now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Our birthdays are Terrorist character. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's all good. And you don't have too much of a history with Harry Potter. No, right? I like know nothing other than... Um, the that. first five chapters of... Right. I'm in, I'm in chapter five of the book, I think. They just went and got his money, and now they're in... Diagon Alley okay, trying cool. to purchase stuff. That's where I was yes. when I left off. I was in D.C. I was trying to read. So. Now, we did just finish the first movie. Yay, so she has yeah. watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have several questions. About the movie, right? Yeah. About everything. Oh, so, goody. Okay. Starting off, what did you think about the book? Or just the, in first general, yeah, the first so five chapters. So, I, you know, the thing is, is like, I, I, here's the thing is, I, I know so many people who are Harry Potter people and so I don't think I have the same wonder with the book that all of you have, not because the book isn't good, because the book is good. It's just I feel like I live in Harry Potter. Like everybody I know knows Harry Potter. I think it's me and Stephanie. I think we're the only two people that don't know Harry Potter, you know? So I will say this. I just think, how the hell did she come up with this in her head? You know, I'm going to make a wizard named Harry and this whole, yeah, this whole world and the word muggle. I mean, just everything is just so well done. And like, you couldn't do that again if you tried. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a phenomenon. It really is. I mean, just everyone like uh, that has said, oh, you need to read the books. You will just be mesmerized by the books. And I'm not. 
thus far. I'm enjoying it. Again, I don't think that has anything to do that I don't think the book is good because the book is good. It's just, I've just been immersed in Harry Potter with all of my friends. And so like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's got a wand. All right, you know, fuck it. I thoroughly am enjoying it. I have to say the Dursleys are just like my favorite people to hate. I mean, you know, like when Hagrid shows up and is like, we're going, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, get him out of there. You right? know, like, but yeah. So did you like the movie then? I do like the movie. Again, it's the same thing with the book. It's kind of like, holy shit, someone came up with this in their head. You know, and here I'm in the morning going, what kind of cereal am I going to have? And this woman is like creating an entire <laughs> universe. And I don't know, just to me, it's just really beyond awesome. And it makes me feel like such an underachiever in my own life. <laughs> We're all underachievers if Lynn and Miranda and like, J.K. Oh, Rowling. Shit, exists. I've done nothing. Anyways, so yeah, so no, but I did like the movie. I liked the movie a lot. I know you really just have a little bit of the book and then the movie and yeah. all of us, all the shit that we talk about because we don't shut up. Right. But who is your favorite character? Hagrid. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And why, just, is your, why is he your favorite? He's just good. He's just inherently good. And yet, at the same time, really intimidating and scary. Like, when he's talking about the dragon and how Dumbledore sent him to a colony in Romania, I mean, you're like, aww. Oh, that where you broke his heart, you know, or, or, or him dropping, you know, out of the sky with Harry in the beginning and, and he's got to leave him on the doorstep and you just see just like this big, huge man does not want to leave this little kid. And it just, you, how can you not love anything like I that? You know, Hagrid. so Hagrid's Hagrid my favorite. Yeah. He's my favorite so far. Yeah. So who's your least favorite? My least favorite. Uh, you know, I don't know that I have a least favorite. Oh, Frey. you will. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, Walter Frey, but he, because yeah. he's from Game of Thrones, and I'm like, <laughs> you bastard, you killed the Starks, you for, know what I mean? For those of you who aren't Game of Thrones fans like me, yeah. that's Filch. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, Filch, okay, yeah, Filch. Yeah, no, I'm like, what, what did you do to Rob Stark, you shit? He just got married. You know, like, maybe mad, but no. Game of Thrones spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, the well, show's over, so. Season three has been out for years, Yeah, guys. Guess, get We're the fuck over it. We're not a spoiler-free podcast. No. I mean, you're spoilers. reliving Harry Potter. How can you not be a spoiler-free podcast? Right, but yeah. no, I don't think I have anybody that I hate. I mean, like, even Malfoy, who I know you're supposed to hate, I'm like, look at that delightful little shit. Like, I'm, like, glad he's around, you know? So. He's very entertaining. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And I like the way he says Potter. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm serious. That's how they had to. I know they were like, "Look, if you can't say it like this, you're not in the fucking right? movie." I'm sorry. Like, we're gonna hear I it, and we're gonna know. And yeah, well, no, I just look. I don't time. care if you are friggin' English. If you can't say Potter like that, you're out. <laughs> Every time he said it, Natalie was, was so in the good. Oh, I loved it. I got a little giggle out of it. I do. I enjoy him. So some of these questions might not be quite as relevant because you haven't read past the five chapters. Okay. But just use the movie in this Okay, case. okay. So you're just now getting to Diagon Alley in the book. Yes. Of course, we saw in the movie. What yes. is your first reaction of Diagon Alley? I mean, it's just like this incredibly magical place and yet you would never know it was there if you weren't a wizard. They do a really good job of this in the book too where they talk about going into the Leaky Cauldron and he's like, you would have walked right by this place. And you did. And they do a really nice job in the movie too, making it look like just a run-of-the-mill, gross pub, you know, mm -hmm. hole-in-the-wall bullshit. In the book, 
Hagrid talks about like which stone he or which brick he has to hit for it to open up. And it and they didn't do this in the movie where he didn't like he like made some sort of like formation with his wand or whatever he had in his hand, and then the the wall unraveled, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. I it really is loved really that. Cool. So I like I really thought the reveal of Diagon Alley was pretty awesome. Again, it's just kind of like this like oh my gosh this magical place is here. I loved the bank. I loved the goblins. I thought they were pretty pretty fucking cool. And I also liked him picking his wand. But I have to say, I can't remember the character or if they named the character who gave him his wand who was trying to sell Okay, Ollivander. So, but like, does he go through that with every person who comes in? Because, I mean, Harry destroyed his goddamn store. You know what I mean? Like, does he like sell one a day and then he's like, all right, we got to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) And then he invites somebody else in. Because like, he like gave him three wands and he like, what did he, something exploded? Like, things flew out of the wall? Like, like, does this happen for every person? Because that's one fucked up store. Like, he probably gets everything back together and then someone comes in and he's like, oh shit, not this again. (laughs) You know, like... I've already had my customers. Yes, I'm sorry. I've already sold a wand. Get the hell out. I was even thinking, like, other than first years, how often does someone come in with, like, a broken wand and things like that? Yeah. Like, is it, like, a shoe store? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. That's hilarious. I don't know. I just, like, spends probably 90% of the time going, oh, crap, I gotta clean all this up. You know, I don't know. It just... But he does all the cleaning spells. Yeah. And then, of course, they draw the connection between him and that who shall not be named. Because it kind of sets up the thing of that they're both really very powerful. It's just like which path they mm-hmm. decided to choose. So it kind of sets that up really nicely. So yeah. That's a great analysis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about when we got to Hogwarts? Like, what was your first thought? My favorite thing about Hogwarts is how they got the nine and three quarter platform. I thought that was pretty cool that they have to like run through. The whole Weasley family I just think is fucking adorable. Like, I just want to like pick them up and give them a big hug. Hogwarts itself, when they all got into the, the room and they had been sorted and they sat down and they started eating... I remembered because I had seen this many, many years ago, John Cleese coming up from the table. (laughs) And I actually thought that was really cool that all of these spirits are like floating around and welcoming him to Hogwarts and stuff like that. I love that the staircases change, but I have to say, that's why I'm not a wizard because I would just be like, I don't know where I am. She was like, she's in Slytherin house, but she's not been there the whole semester. Like, like I just would hope like at some point to be like, oh, they got a bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, I just like feel like I would just be wandering about all the time. I don't know. No, but I think, I think it's, it's very cool. Again, it's just the whole idea of somebody came up with this in their head. Like yeah. that just is amazing Absolutely. to me. Now I will prep my next question. Yes. That, well, I think Nellie's a Slytherin. Nellie also thinks she's a Slytherin. But I'm not. Yeah. Tara gave me the test. Yes. So Natalie has taken the sorting quiz um, and will reveal her house in a little bit. I have a feeling I'm going to be most upset. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. And I'm the only one that knows what house yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know. Adam doesn't know. But yeah. we're going to finish our little bit of questioning with her. Yeah. And then we'll reveal. <laughs> Next, something that we've talked about on the podcast a lot. You even see it a little bit by chapter 5 in the book. Yeah. When the movie, it's it's definitely a lot more pronounced and spread out for you. But Harry grows a shit ton throughout this book. He grows a shit ton throughout the entire series. Um, well, yeah, he, he like hits puberty... Like hardcore, yes. <laughs> well, yes. also that, yes. <laughs> oh, we're talking, we're about... talking about like his personality. Oh, his personality. How he starts okay. with the Dursleys and whatnot. Okay. What do you think about that and kind of his journey of growing into his 
big boy Gryffindor shoes. It's a natural progression for that character to take. You know, the idea is, I mean, at least in my mind, is here's this kid who's supposed to know he's a wizard, but his family fucking sucks. And so they don't tell him. And Hagrid shows up and he goes, oh, by the way, you're a wizard. You're coming with me. So obviously there's this whole uncertainty of, holy crap, I'm a wizard? I didn't know I was a wizard. And so naturally he goes from this, I didn't know what I was, to slowly beginning to understand what he is. And then, like, taking ownership of it. And I think you definitely see that towards the end of the movie. I mean, definitely there's still some uncertainty there. I mean, he's got, like, no idea how he's going to defeat, you know, that who should not be named. But he does. And I think the Harry from the beginning of the book would never have gone on. Like, would have never gone past the chess match to go. And he never would have done those things. So I think, like, it is a natural progression that that character has to take because I think it's just like anything. Like when you discover something about yourself, at first you're unsure about it, you want to learn more about it, you start to feel more comfortable about it. And so then you kind of take ownership of it and try to be the best at it, whatever you've discovered about yourself that you can. So I think that's also why people like Harry is, I think there's a lot of like a, a really just a natural human progression that happens with him. The book is called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. It was originally called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That is how it was originally published. In oh, England. seriously? I did not yeah. know that. Okay. And so when um, when they published it in America, J.K. Rowling's publisher basically said, children aren't going to want to read something that says philosopher in it. For whatever reason, they didn't <laughs> think that. So they're like, sorcerer, that sounds, that's more magical. It sounds more powerful. Yeah, so, it sounds like more mysterious. And that's the only, I mean, uh, the rest of the book says so it's a little more straightforward or whatever. That is obviously the central object in the story. Right. What do you think about, like, the mystery that surrounds that and how that progresses? It's quite a bit more in-depth in the book. But I think oh, I'm sure. Get, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fun with it in the movie. So yeah. I like the mystery that surrounds it. Yeah, they don't, like, even in the movie, even towards the end, you know, you're kind of like, why do they want this again? And I think part of it is because they spend so much time as to who wants it more than what the stone is. Mm-hmm. is itself I remember like going all right so Snape wants this I'm not really entirely sure why but you they just spend a lot of time on the fact that Professor Snape is evil and that he wants this this stone so like I feel like in the movie they don't develop it as much you just know it's something magical that could help though that who shall not be named and that he needs it and so and that he shouldn't have it I don't know if you like understand it to the true powers that it has and 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 as I continue to read the book I'm sure I'll feel differently about that in the book because you just have more time Mm -hmm. to develop that but I think it was a good way to introduce Harry Potter to the world here's this good guy and his friends and there's something very powerful that this bad guy wants and they don't want him to have it we learn a lot about just all of the new magic things that he encounters yes. in this book and movie. And a lot of magical processes and objects. Is there anything that <clears throat> kind of jumps out to you as being the coolest magical object or okay, mechanism? So as an aside, I just love the kid who kept blowing himself up. Okay, like I <laughs> like because I feel like I feel like Shame if it. I were a wizard, that would be me. I would be like, oh, Natalie is Seamus Fenn again. Shit. <laughs> I've done it again, you know, or like, you know, he's trying to turn that stuff into rum. I just assumed, like, he can't turn it into rum because he's too young. I don't know. It's just my, like, I love you're that. not 19. You can't do that spell yet. I, I don't know. I love that. Yeah. So, 
For me, I love the invisibility cloak personally. Mm-hmm. I think we've all said at one point or another, God, I wish I wore a fly on the wall in the room. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something, yeah. whether it be at yeah. work or personal life or your friends breaking up with someone and you're like, God, I wish I was there. And like the invisibility cloak is like, we totally could be there. Could I be totally there. could take it. So I really like it. The other thing I liked about invisibility cloak was it was a connection to his parents. The only thing is, and maybe I missed it, you guys, I, they never revealed who gave him that cloak. Do they you find did it, not. Do you find out about that later on? Like, like in the book, or you won't you tell do. me? You do. Okay. Yeah. All right. But that's, that's all you get to know. But, but, I, but, I did, but I did like that. One, I thought it was just very cool from a magic perspective. It was also like the first real Christmas gift he ever got. Like, he was so excited mm-hmm. to get this Christmas mm-hmm. gift. So for me, the invisibility cloak was the coolest thing. I liked that the best. Emma, what is your answer to that? I love the invisibility cloak cloak too. I really like the mirror of Arasad. I love Quidditch. I mean, it's hard because I love everything. Well, but yeah, you guys are Potter freaks. You've got a podcast called Basic Snitches. <laughs> yeah. We do! Maybe you've right? heard of it. Yeah! Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a combo of Quidditch, the mirror of Arasad, and the invisibility cloak. <laughs> if I had to narrow it down to three. Yeah, the mirror is cool too. The mirror shows you what you want to see, right? What yes. The deepest desires of your, your deepest. So, so it, like maybe stuff in your subconscious type thing. Cause Ron sees him being uh, like on the Quidditch team and like being the leader of the Quidditch team. And I'm not sure that he ever even expresses a desire to be on in the Quidditch. Like he seems very impressed that Harry's going to be a seeker. Like he's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? But he doesn't really necessarily express. Although the first years <clears throat> typically aren't on first the team. First years are they said Harry was the youngest Quidditch player in a century. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's also one of the youngest kids in his class, but at the same time, probably still the first, first year. Yeah. I, I, I just, the mirror makes me sad because I cannot stand bad things happening to children or animals. And so here is this kid who's lost both his parents and he ended up with the shittiest people. And it's like, oh, look, now you get to see your parents. And while that may be comforting in a way, to me, it's just like, well, yeah, but you're never really actually going to see your parents. You're never going to interact with them. And so to me, it's much more on the bitter side than the sweet side yeah. for me. And so that's why I like the invisibility cloak. There's, there's that connection yeah. there. There is. Keep reading and watching because more will unravel with that. Cool. But if you don't like bad things happening to kids and animals, honey. I know, I know. This series. I know. Well, the, there's a reason why I'm not a Potter person. Also, well, well. it's just my general feeling. Yeah, yeah but say, I think it's also uh, very important to understand that everybody liked Harry Potter, so it was very important that I didn't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody else sure. was going right, so I went left. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just I my general... That's just my general, yeah. yeah. And also, it was kind of like everybody I knew read them, so I didn't feel the need to read them. I don't know. I don't know. It was just like, I don't know. Oh, I can't involve into this shit. Yeah. You don't really get a lot of spell names in the movie, but you do see them do some magic. Yes. Like, what spells or what things did you see magically that you wish you could do? I mean, as much as I love that Neville Longbottom was standing up to them, uh, that was pretty fucking cool how she was just like, I can't remember even what she said. Thank you. And he just basically falls down and is can't move. That's, you know? that's That would be your favorite spell. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I need to leave work early. You know, like, <laughs> like oh, all right, we're gone. You know, like, I don't know. I, I just, love it. I, I have to I get out of this you. really boring meeting. 
okay, right. let's get out of here. Like, I don't know. Bart's not being a dick. Yeah, exactly. Bart, you can't have any more snacks. So well, actually, that's more of a Bailey thing. But no. Um, Bart would be petrified all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, for me, I would, uh, I it's think. one. Yeah, I think I liked that one uh, a lot. The one that I was like, this is impressive, was Hermione used something to open the door. And I, I was like, more, yeah. yeah, and I was like, dude, I really feel like you could have done that without the wand. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> well, let's see, I have the key. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. I just, I just kind of felt like, I don't know, if you would have like ran into it, I don't know. Just right. like. When I was thinking of the spells, that one actually didn't come to my oh, mind. Oh, no, yeah. No, that's so, the first thing I thought oh. of. Instead of just like falling over backwards. Like, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. In our last episode, we talked about how book one really does sit quite nice by itself. It's yeah. a very complete story, but there are some loose ends. What are you excited to learn about in future installments <sighs> of the series? You know, I have to say, again, just going back to somebody came up with this idea this world, this character. I guess I'm just eager to learn more about the character and the world of wizardry and Hogwarts and magical powers. And obviously, you know, this is the first test that he really has with this villain. And so obviously this guy is going to come back at some point, you know, they, they don't kill him off. So, you know, to see what other kind of adventures or other kind of altercations they have with each other, you know, how that who shall not be named resurfaces and how Hector matures and how he deals with it then. Um, so yeah, I think, I think just a greater understanding of the magic and wizard world in general, as well as seeing what new kind of conflicts and how that character continues to grow and adapt to it. And anytime you can throw Hagrid in the mix, I won't be upset either. Like, <laughs> the, yes, Hagrid. yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Well, we're going to play a game. Okay. I call this character word association. All right. So back and forth, we're going to give you characters. Each of us have a separate list. Okay. And we want you to give the first word that comes to your mind. For I'm that. letting you know now that I may very well go, who is that? And That's you'll have to let me know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tara, would you like to start us off? Okay, Ron Weasley. Weenie. Yep, this was a good idea. <laughs> fluffy. Puppy. And as we said, Fluffy. Bart showed Bart up. Jumped up. Yay, Bart! Bart. Yay, Bart! Microphone. Bart yeah, boy, here. Bart. You good boy. Puppy, very good. Puppy. Very good. Yeah, they're okay. all puppies. Minerva McGonagall, sister act. I know she's McGonagall to you. To me, she's the, the head of the convent that they send Whoopi Goldberg to. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> James and Lily Potter. Dead. That would be correct. All right. I mean, that's <laughs> not really, wrong. That's really all I know about them at this point. I'm yeah, assuming so. I'll, I'll learn more about them, but all I know now is that they tried to save their son and they're dead. Rubius Hagrid. Fantastic. I just love him. I really want her to say Bay. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> Albus Dumbledore. Right now, for me, he's kind of boring. You know oh. what I mean? He doesn't... He Albus just, Dumbledore? He's the character for me. They talk about a lot, but isn't there. You mm-hmm. know, so, like, for me, he's just, like, this, you know, figure who shows up every now and then. So, for right now, I don't know enough about him. I find him kind of... Bo- Although, he seems to love Harry, so kudos. Neville Longbottom. Adorable. Oh, Come on. Oh you my just want to squeeze those cheeks. You are cheeks. pandering for terror points. You just, are, you just want to squeeze those cheeks. Oh boy. He's cute. Yeah, she does want to squeeze those cheeks. Yeah, I realize I've seen pictures of what he looks like now. I get where we're going with this. <laughs> but I'm really just talking about the little kid in the movie at this point. <laughs> Voldemort. 
misunderstood. No. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, just, like, creepy. I think he's an excellent villain. He's mysterious. He's evil. You want to see him defeated, but yet you want to learn more about him. You want him to come back. It's like it's like the Joker in Batman. You oh, know shit. what I mean? Stay tuned for episode two. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a great villain. Argus Filch. Game of Thrones, he killed Rob Stark. I'm so mad. Walter yeah, you have, Frey. You have all the good people left. Are you Walter, kidding me? You have her. Walter Frey can fuck right Walter. off. Oh my god. Okay, and then my last one is Hermione Granger. Know it all. But love her. Yeah. Love you her. To do those, Wait, which those is Slytherins at the bottom of your list? Okay. You got Slytherins. I'll do one more. Okay. Okay, Severus Snape. Actually, I think he's a nice guy. Oh shit. Like, he's like in disguise. Okay. Interesting. I did like his potions class. I'm just saying. You would take potions. Yeah. She want to be a Slytherin real bad. I I mean honestly, isn't potions just fascinating to you? I think it would be fascinating. It's yeah. Kind of All of these this? classes are gonna be I just, fascinating. I just I just the whole thing they levitate a feather. Who gives a shit? I want to like you know what I mean like. <laughs> I want to levitate other things, but yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean yeah, I don't know. I also like I never lot no. I know. I have to say I have to say very much that I would love to learn how to fly a broom. As someone who's always thought of herself as a witch. That would be... Validation. Yeah, it would be like, yeah, let's learn how to fly a broom. And then potions, which makes natural sense for a witch, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you They're know what I mean? Yeah. Witches, witches. I know, I'm going to take all of the classes. Oh my gosh, me too. I don't know. Interesting. We, I, we said transfiguration and charms for both of us, I think. Oh no, potions. Transfiguration. I want to turn myself into something else. I want to turn shit into See, shit. I would fuck that all up. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say I'd be good at it. I just know. No, I just, I just, I just, be, I would just be like, Natalie, I would go into class and they'd be like, look, you turned yourself into a donkey three weeks ago and you haven't been able to turn yourself back. Like, I was like, <laughs> like, I just feel like, I feel like I would get stuck. Like, like there's an episode of Family Guy where. Oh, and McGonagall ain't going to turn you back. She's no, like, she's you not. She she's gay as an ass baby. She's like, look, you. <laughs> This is one of the roles that I truly enjoyed, and you're remembering me for sister act, so fuck off. Oh my but gosh. no, no, I feel like like there's an episode of Family Guy where 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 Peter works with gene splicing, and he comes in looking like a moose, and I feel like he's like, oh. yeah, he's like, hey Lois, do we have any Tylenol? He looks like a moose, and I feel like that would be me. Like I would be stuck. Oh my stuck. god, we're doing all the fandom crossovers. I, would, I, I would love be, it. I feel like I would be stuck. It would be like, all right, Jack. Yes, you really <laughs> fucked this up. <laughs> well, you saying that you think Severus Snape is a nice guy when I do potions, you want to be slow real bad. But the time has come for Tara. Oh God! To reveal I know that I'm not in. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, okay, so like. I think that she's most likely to be Slytherin. You clearly do too. Tara, did you have did you, someone that you thought? Does it does I mean, of course we all thought you were gonna be a Slytherin. Yeah, but like does uh, it does it split you into like you doesn't ju it just doesn't pick one house? Oh, it, it, picks you, one it picks one house. house. Oh it does. Okay. Where you are. <clears throat> drum roll, please. What drum roll, please? Oh wait, no, I'll put in a pause for drum roll. Pause for drum roll. Welcome to Slytherin. Where you will be pushed to achieve your full potential. While Slytherin has a bad reputation for producing dark witches and wizards, no. not all Slytherins are rotten apples. No! You are here simply because you have high expectations and won't stop at anything to achieve your goals. Sure, you might step on a few fingers to get there, but that's a price you're willing to pay. Yeah. If you make friends here, it is because they are stepping stones one way or another. Welcome to the best house. Yay! Ever. 
Now, even though I thought you might be Slytherin, I wanted you to be Hufflepuff real bad. <laughs> Just to be make me like upset about it? I don't know. <laughs> hey, I, there's worse things to be than a Hufflepuff, I guess. But um, my my goddaughter is a Hufflepuff, and they make we make fun of her all the time, even though I don't really know why. Um, we all love Hufflepuffs. My my best this. friend is a Hufflepuff too. She's a Hufflepuff also. So the sorting hat in the book, you um, haven't gotten to that chapter yet, so I'll just read it to you. Yeah, has a little section about each of the houses. Okay. And uh, the last the last section of the houses is Slytherin. Okay. Or perhaps in Slytherin you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folks use any means to achieve their ends. It's a little dodgy. <laughs> it's a little shady, but uh, life. You know the sorting hat belonged to Godric Gryffindor, and there's you know. Some tension there. Yeah. <laughs> they were best friends and then some shit happened. Interesting. Okay. Godric yeah. Gryffindor was like, no, I like people who aren't pure blood. See, they yeah, got see, on a fight that morning. Yeah, see, like, like, all of this is like, like, I don't know, like, anything about that yet. Although my chocolate frog had the founder of Ravenclaw yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess I I'll learn more. Harry Potter treats. Yeah. So, Yay. Yay. So, yeah, they have, we have chocolate wands, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Natalie, thank you for yeah. being oh, yeah. our first official I, guest. You were yeah. awesome. Oh, good. I'm glad you guys thought <laughs> so. Hope that you had fun. So, yeah, this, this, this I have, you're awesome. I have to <laughs> like say. Like, back to normal. Yay, yeah, that's right. Now, now I'm, I'm my muggle self again. But, no, I, I have to say this is motivating me to continue reading and so we'll have to keep doing this every now and yes, then as you guys please. are so that way I can come into my own Harry Potter fandom bullshit if it's gonna happen oh, I don't know yes I don't know I, I have to say I, I want to learn but I also do not want to become a full-blown Potter nut like everybody else I know well, but we'll see my control yeah I was gonna say it'll happen how it happens I don't yeah. know I think you're safe okay okay lean into it yeah I lean mean I, I mean don't be wrong it, like I said it, it is totally cool how she came up with this in her head. I guess she just recently fell out of being a billionaire. Yeah. Of her charitable donation. Yeah. She's given so yeah. much money away, which only makes you like her even more. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I like her charitable work, but like I said, I, I am just amazed how she came up with this whole thing in her head. And to think, wasn't she like on welfare or something prior to, like she was really struggling yeah. There's like the celebrity list of these people have failed in the past and she's on there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I know I she know was that... in like a really bad place or, or mm-hmm. she had she was really struggling financially and then, yeah. you know, to be like, hey, look at this billion dollar idea I've come up with is pretty pretty fantastic. Yeah. So Thanks yeah. so much now. Yay! Thank you. For sure, yeah. So before we do a complete Source for Stone wrap-up, I have to award a winner and loser for Chapter 17. It's a really easy one. Like, this is so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. Guess who loses? Voldemort. Duh. Hell yeah. Because he's not successful at coming back because he doesn't get the Sorcerer's Stone. Womp womp. Um, and then Harry. Strength. Bravery. Yay. Harry. You win. Awesome. Yay, Harry. Yay. What was your favorite chapter and why? My favorite chapter of this book, I wanted to just be like all of them. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think out of all of the books, actually, though, this is the hardest one to choose a favorite chapter Mm -hmm. because all the other books have like these chapters that stand out. And this book does not have anything that stands out in the grand scheme of things. Like, yes, when you first see Diagon Alley, all of that stuff is very cool. I am actually going to choose chapter 16 as my favorite chapter. That's Through the Trap Door. I just think that it is like a wonderful display of the of the main trio 
and like all of their strengths and how they work together and I love friendship. It's fun. It's a fun chapter Absolutely. to read. Absolutely. It's like where the big action-packed moments happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet you can guess what my favorite chapter yes, is. Yes, um, your favorite chapter is The Mirror of Arison. 100%. Double Christmas. Bitches of Legilimans. Double Christmas. Fuck yes. I love it. Not only because of Christmas, but as we said in that episode, uh, The Mirror of Arison reminds us of where Harry comes from. Adds um, some nice body to the story and gets us a little bit back into some of the other conflicts that aren't necessarily present when you're reading that chapter. There's such a, a roller coaster. We go from Christmas and it being a beautiful time and all this magical goodness. We learn about the invisibility cloak and then that wonderful moment with the mirror. Yeah. Ah. What is your favorite quote from the book? Oh man, I thought about this a lot because... There's a lot of great quotes in this. The one that I just kept going back to, and like ever since it happened, I feel like I mentioned it in every single episode. I wish I had a peaceful life. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what it would be like to have a peaceful life. Yeah. Thanks, Ron Weasley. Yeah. Ron is somebody who isn't necessarily one of my favorite characters, but I don't know. I just love it. It gives such an insight to that character. So I I had to choose it. There are better things I probably could have chosen, but I just kept going back to that. Well, I cheated and I chose two. My first quote is actually not an actual like spoken quote. It's just line from the book. It is, there are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other. And knocking out a 12 foot mountain troll is one of them. Not really into romance novels, not really into romance Mm. stories. What I love the most about the Harry Potter series, I mean, I love so much about them, but the focus on friendship and this friendship between the three of them, and that's the beginning of it. It's the truest thing, not just in this book, but just like in life. Friendship is so much more than, I don't know, than I think some people realize. So. Yeah. But um, my other one is from the last part of the book, as much money in life as you could want. The two things most human beings would choose above all. The trouble is humans do have a knack of choosing precisely those things that are the worst for them. And Dumbledore says this, And, you know, I'm, like, always so critical of him, but this is so true. And Dumbledore, like, gets to have all these little insightful comments. And also, I feel a little attacked by this statement because it's a challenge. But because I think that we all kind of are like, yeah, I want these things. Well, maybe not the best for me. There you go. You picked much better quotes than I Um, did. But yours was funny, so... We love humor. We balance each other out. Oh my gosh. There are six other books for me to choose better quotes in, and I have several of them all around my house, so I know what's going (laughs) on. What's your favorite moment in the book that isn't in the movie? You know what's going to happen here. (laughs) I I thought about it. I was like, I'm going to try to think of something that doesn't involve Neville, but it's the lack of expanding Neville's character. Natalie, did you know that Tara is in love with Neville? I love Neville. We've hinted towards no, that successfully. No, Here's the thing. You're a Slytherin now. Is You're the... officially a Slytherin. Be sarcastic. Sorry, guys. sorry. <laughs> I relate to Neville so much. It's not even that I'm like in love with Neville. I'm in love with Matthew Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of Neville in all of us. He yeah, he's... Pro- recognizable. And that's the thing is I, I feel so much of a connection to Neville, but that aside... 
the importance of Neville's is really lost in this first movie. Yeah. I, f- I feel like Dumbledore should have given him more than 10 points for standing up to his friends and basically be tur- turned into a stone temporarily. See, Natalie is so, You know, like, I just kind of feel like 25 would have been appropriate in that <laughs> oh scenario. Well, Dumbledore's like, I, I just need enough math to do this. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But, right. but I knew, you knew I was going to say that, especially my favorite yeah. scene from the book being cut. That whole chapter after Draco tries the leg locker curse on him mm-hmm. and he comes into the Gryffindor Tower and Hermione releases oh, him yes. and then he was like says to Ron, no need to tell me I'm not brave enough to be in Gryffindor and Harry says, you're worth 12 of Malfoy. And the chocolate frog. And the chocolate frog. And yeah. That is and we went into important. detail, super into detail in that chapter. I mean, obviously I want that whole thing because I just love that moment of connection between Harry and... Neville, but also something from there would have been easy to put in there to make it a little more clear that Neville is more important to the story as just being this kid that is kind of a joke. Yeah. It makes him standing up later a lot more powerful, powerful mm-hmm. too. So I picked the same scene. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that. I, it's It really is one of the easiest things to put in there, but so that I can be authentic. Another thing, and this is probably my second, is I like the potions test in the yes. final. Yeah. I think it's important. It shows that there is that mystery of, okay, wait, is Snape helping out Dumbledore? Or like, which side is he on? It adds a little bit more of that mystery. So um, that would also be one of my my main ones. Okay, so what about the movie? What's your favorite thing in the movie? It doesn't have to be something that wasn't in the books, but just what's your favorite thing about the movie? When I think of this movie, the thing that automatically comes to mind is just the wonder of Diagonally and Hogwarts. Walking down the street, seeing all the magic happening around you, even when we watched it just now, during the Diagon Alley scene, I was noticing more stuff like they passed Madame Malkin's robes. I'm like, wait, I want to see more of that. I noticed more things and details about Gringotts and then that magical boat ride up to Hogwarts and the floating candles. I mentioned aesthetics a lot. The aesthetics of this universe and how we're introduced to it in the movie, is it sticks with me so, so much. I love it. Well, overall, I just love the first appearance of each of these characters. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore and McGonagall just starting off the movie, seeing Richard Harris and Dame Maggie Smith being exactly what you expect. Even like the first look of Daniel Radcliffe as Harry and this adorable child. Everyone, just seeing all the characters come into place, seeing all the Weasleys together, Hermione, fucking Snape, and Draco. Draco is perfect. You know, I, I've said a few times just how much I think Tom Felton is just great. Like, just seeing this stuff that we read on the page come to life on screen was my favorite thing about yeah. And, of course, seeing Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, just what you read in this book, seeing it on screen and... Really, honestly, I've not really talked to many people who who haven't at least felt at least one of those things was perfect. Maybe they don't like Daniel Radcliffe or this person or this person or whatever, but, like, they love seeing Hogwarts. There is something for every, like, Potter-obsessed fan in this movie that is 100% right in their minds. This book and movie are so much about introductions. If you re-listen to the first few episodes, it's learning all these characters, it's seeing all of these new things. It's such an exciting part of this that you don't really get with other books. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we do learn about new people and everything, but things are more familiar, which is also nice. So yeah, I truly think that a lot of the introductions are what makes this very special. Well, 
Would you like to know who won and who lost this book? Yes, I would. Okay. If I award a winner and loser of the whole book, it actually is going to match up with chapter 17. But I'm just going <laughs> to go into a little bit more detail. Voldemort is trying this whole book to return to power. He just fails and fails and fails and fails. He sustains himself through unicorn blood, but still fails, still fails. Harry wins, but like, so Voldemort's loss is easy, but Harry's win, yes, he wins this 17th chapter. He wins this book because you see this child start off, he's lived with abuse and neglect for 10 years, and he's still a kind person. He still believes in doing what is right. He believes in justice, and he learns how to play Quidditch. He's really good. He's brave. He's a little dim sometimes. <laughs> he gets to see his parents for the first time. He makes it through year one of wizarding school, which, by the way, is dangerous for children <laughs> and everyone. He makes his way without dying, although he comes close a few times. <laughs> there is my winner and loser of the book. Do you have a tally for I points? sure do. Okay. I am going to really walk through this. First, I'm going first. I'm going to go with our bottom quadrant of people. So this is going to be people from the 19th place up to 13th place. And these are basically our lower scoring people. Okay. In 19th place, we have Quirinus Quirrell with negative 100 points. At 18, we have Vernon Dursley with negative 85. At 17, we have Draco Malfoy with negative 75. At 16, we have Argus Filch with negative 25. At 15, we have a four-way tie with negative 20. Those four people are Dolores James Umbridge, a.k.a. the troll, Marcus Flint, Pansy Parkinson, and Peeves. At 14, we have another four-way tie, negative 10 points. Lucius Malfoy, Scabbers, Petunia, Dursley, and Voldemort <laughs> made it all the way to 14. At 13, we have another four-way tie, negative five points. Dudley Dursley, the Green Gots Goblins, Quirrell's Turban, to be specific, and Trevor. And now we're into our middle people. So these are the people who they got a fair amount of points, but they're not the top tier. At number 12, we have everyone in chapter 14. That's zero points. <laughs> At 11, we have an eight-way tie. <laughs> Five points. Adrian Pusey, Doris Crockford, the front guy at the random hotel, Ginny Weasley, Mrs. Fig, Pomona Sprout, Sirius Black, Zoe Wanamaker, the actress who plays Broom Bitch. What's her name? Madam Hooch. I had a blackout there for a second. Broom bitch. Broom bitch. At 10th place, we have a 10-way tie. We have Angeline Johnson, Phyllis Flitwick, Ferenz, Nearly Headless Nick, Madam Poppy, Pomfrey, Oliver Wood, Trolley Lady, The Snake at the Zoo, and Adam and Tara. At, <laughs> at 9, we have a two-way tie. That's Neville Longbottom and Ron Weasley. Aww. At 8, we have Lee Jordan with 20 points. And at seven, we have Severus Snape with 25 points. Okay, now we're in our top tier people. We're getting down to the, the good stuff. At number six, we have Rubius Hagrid with 30 points. Yay, Hagrid! Our final tie is at number five. This is a three-way tie with 50 points. Minerva McGonagall. Yes. Molly Weasley. Yes. And whoever wrote the Hogwarts fight song. Very even <laughs> between those three. At number four... Albus Dumbledore with 95 points. Yeah, Dumby. At number three, we have Hermione Granger with 100 points. At two, we have Harry Potter with 130 points. And at one, we have Christmas with 200 Christmas. points. Everyone saw this coming. So I also categorize them by house. Muggle slash squibs are a house. And then miscellaneous and unknown. Because there are some things like Friends and the Trolley Lady and things like that who 
aren't really known to be a part of the house. So number six, we have Muggles slash Squibs at negative 110 points collectively. Number five is Ravenclaw with negative 95. Uh, Quirrell really fucked it up there at the end. Fuck Uh, you, Quirrell. And number four, we have Slytherin at negative 70. At third place, we have Hufflepuff. Yeah, third place! They did it. 15 points. At number two, we have Miscellaneous Unknown with 235. And at number one, we have Gryffindor with 510. However, we must take recent events into account. (laughs) For becoming a Slytherin today, I award Natalie Zunchuk 600 points. Seems like a change of decoration is in order. (laughs) Slytherin wins the House Cup. Now now Hufflepuff is in fourth place again. (laughs) Perfect. Poor Hufflepuff. Poor Hufflepuff. Okay. So that's it. We have wrapped up this book. What are you excited for for Chamber of Secrets? So, like, Chamber of Secrets gets a lot of crap. I feel like it's the book people are just like, whatever. I'm excited to look at it chapter by chapter, just like we did with Sorcerer's Stone. But for Chamber, I'm excited because I now kind of have my rhythm down on how I want to look at it. And I want to give Chamber a whole new chance to blow me away because I've always liked it because I like Mm. all the books and I'm that person. I think I'm going to enjoy it more than I have before. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to look at Dobby and Lockhart specifically. I'm excited to have Lucius Malfoy around. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm really excited about spending time with Ginny. Ginny is especially exciting for me to be around. I just you covered a lot of it. Um, I agree. I think Dobby is a new character that we learn about that is very interesting. Ginny hit the nail on the head with that one. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about the darkness, comparatively, and even a little bit darker than the third book. Mm-hmm. Chamber of Secrets gets a little bit ominous. The whole thing about the the Chamber of Secrets and learning a little bit more about Voldemort's past. We meet another character in this that is maybe one of my favorites, and that's Moaning Myrtle. Someone we else. We do meet Moaning Myrtle about. in this book. Yes. yes. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to spend a little bit more time in class. We really haven't spent any time no. in defense against and the we, arts. Yeah, and we get to spend more time in herbology. Oh, yes. That's right. We see more of Sprout. Yeah. In this, this Who course. isn't in the first movie at all. No, not She is, at all. thank God. And I don't think she's even in the background. I don't think so either. Like, I mean, we, we she's in the first the book. A fair amount. Yeah, so not as much as Professor now. Flitwick, who I think got more book. Oh, yes. Professor Flitwick's in the first movie. So yes. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's just overall just going to be really fun. And I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, it's going to develop the entire story a lot more, yes. which will be very exciting. So that's it. it. That's a wrap on season one yeah, of we're, Basic Snitches. We're going to be active still on like Instagram and Facebook. Book. We'll post a lot. Please give us more feedback. If you don't like something, tell us. If you do like something, tell us. We like to be told we're great, but we also like to be told what needs to be fixed. Yeah. So we're taking two weeks yeah. off. So right now we're finishing up Puffs. So once that's done, we're going to get cracking on Chamber of Secrets and other fun things. The next chapter we're going to be reading is Chapter One. The Worst Birthday. Chapter one of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have um, a great day. We'll have you a new episode on October 9th. Oh, hell yeah. October yeah. 9th. I looked at that a calendar. professional. October 9th. Here we are, a season in, and we still don't have an actual closing. Or what an you, opening. What did you yeah. expect from us? 
We know you didn't expect much. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. We did it. Basic Snitches is produced and recorded by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery, edited by Adam Bowers, and published by Tara Corkery via Podbean, and is now available for download wherever you listen to podcasts. A special thanks to all of you for taking the time to download and listen to our podcast, and we hope you enjoyed us. If you enjoyed us, please be sure to rate us five stars and leave us a review on your listening app of choice. And if you didn't enjoy us, then I'm sorry you're so angry. Please also connect with us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Basic Snitches or email us at basicsnitches at gmail.com. We're excited to get more messages from our fans and want to hear your perspectives and answers to questions we ask in the podcast. Catch you later, snitches!